Chapter Thirteen of A Child's Life of Saint Joan of Arc. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Child's Life of Saint Joan of Arc by Mary E. Mannix. Chapter Thirteen The Lesson of Saint Joan's Life. What are the virtues which the life of St. Joan of Arc presents to our imitation? They are many. First, her simplicity, which, when founded on religion, is a virtue most priceless, one which has always distinguished the holiest souls. St. Joan knew herself to have been chosen for a mission, wonderful in itself, but still more wonderful in that an inexperienced and unlettered peasant maiden should have been selected to do that which the great ones of earth had failed to accomplish no doubt the maid marvelled at her visions and voices but she accepted and believed them even as her dear mother our lady had meekly avowed herself to be the handmaid of the lord second her discretion st joan was but a child when the voices first came to her it would have been natural for her even though she had been warned against it to have revealed what she had seen and heard to some of her companions to her mother most likely of all to the priest of the village but like the virgin mary she kept all these things in her heart until the time had arrived to act upon them in behalf of her country and her king third her piety cheerful and unobtrusive there is a piety sincere no doubt but of a nature that can almost be called offensive it is that which goes about with a face severe and avert it from all things worldly even the most innocent pleasures not such was the piety of st joan she loved to pray in the church before the blessed sacrament at her bedside night and morning in the grounds of the old chateau where she frequently walked telling her beads and where it is said the divine call first came to her but though never boisterous she was always cheerful even gay with her companions joining in their innocent sports sharing their labors and their rambles making herself one with them in every way fourth her humility never by look word or action is it recorded that st joan considered her exceptional vocation to have been accorded her through any merit of her own humble and respectful to her superiors entirely unconscious with her equals that she was different from them in any particular she went on her appointed way without a trace of any pride but that true pride which is self-respect fifth her obedience her chroniclers say that never once did st joan disobey her parents save on one occasion when they wished to arrange for her a marriage which she refused to consider she knew well that marriage and family and household joys were never to be hers a willing instrument in the hands of god to perform his behests the maid had no thought but to obey the commands he had imposed upon her for a long time after she had revealed her mission to her father and mother she was forbidden to leave home and seek the king as she had been told to do and she obeyed them until having obtained their consent however reluctant she set forth for vaucalours when her wearisome attempt to see and tell robert 
baudricourt of her mission had resulted only in his displeasure and contempt he had angrily told her cousin to take her back to her parents st joan turned meekly once more to dorome obedient but neither discouraged nor dismayed sixth her modesty and purity never had saint or heroine more relentless or vile traducers than st joan but her character was perhaps not more than once assailed pure and fair as a lily she mingled in the camps and on the battlefields with rough warlike and often vicious men but her purity covered her as with a shining mantle and the lowest among them looked upon her as an angel or a maiden but a little lower than the angel seventh her heroic courage unused to courts or camps or battlefields she fought as one unto the manner born and scattering bloody hosts raised undismayed her pure white standard the last cruel morn nor faltered though sore wounded till they came a cruel hand dragged her from her horse her head erect still and her eyes aflame e'en while they carried her with savage force into captivity this heroism supported the maid through the long weary months of her imprisonment through the mockery of her trial through the agony of her awful death eighth her marvellous self-possession which though a desirable quality and not in itself a virtue may become so when called into play under persecution or injustice st joan was endowed with this attribute to a remarkable degree it enabled her to confront courtiers and kings without fear or confusion to perform wonders on the fields of battle to marshal arrange and preserve those faculties so essential to one in her position to defy and confuse her foes and accusers it aided her to parry their attacks and demonstrate their falseness and treachery to future generations to the world which after six hundred years stands amazed at her cleverness and success in meeting and overthrowing their futile arguments the world which wondering that for centuries her cause should so long have lain in abeyance has finally had the triumph and happiness of seeing her placed by the church among those who are known as the saints of god ninth her charity and spirit of forgiveness denounced some of the most despicable of her enemies st joan did but for the king who had deserted her the false priests who had persecuted her the judges who had condemned her the maid asked forgiveness with her last breath thus imitating her saviour who dying on the cross commended his murderers to the mercy of his heavenly father the lesson of st joan's short checkered young life is one that may be read with profit by maids and matrons youths and men of years mature to few has it been vouchsafed to be so set apart for god's instrument in the fulfilment of his decrees but each and all can within the limits of their calling and capacity follow in the footsteps of one whose virtues though transcendent are those which may shine and blossom in every christian soul o blessed maid who conquered death thy brave and blameless years have taught that life's supremest breath is drawn through toils and tears brighter the skies above thee shine as centuries roll by 
slain not for dreams but truth divine the truth that cannot die on the sixteenth of may nineteen twenty pentecost sunday st john of arc was formally canonized in rome the occasion was one of great edification and splendor citizens of all nations being present in great numbers french of course preponderating one hundred and forty descendants of the ancient d'arc family attended what pride and gratification must they not all have felt when she whose cause for four hundred years had been slowly pressing to the front was at last proclaimed a saint by universal christian acceptance of her heroic sanctity st joan of arc pray for us end of chapter thirteen the lesson of st joan's life end of a child's life of st joan of arc by mary e Mannix.